Welcome to the Salon Crowd podcast. I'm Matilda Heather, here with Emerald Florence, and we are salon owners discussing all things life and business. Welcome back, everyone. You're here with Matilda and Emerald. Hi, guys. And today, this was a subject that was sent to me on Instagram that someone wants us to talk about, and it's apprenticeships. So, yeah, Mm. I'm actually really interested to hear your side of things on apprenticeships because I feel Mm. like I still haven't got my head around this. Well, it's funny because I think in the beauty world, there's not much, there's not, apprenticeships really isn't all of much of a thing. It's not as popular as what it is in the hair industry, is it? So apprenticeships, I mean, obviously, as most of you know what an apprenticeship is, you do full-time employment and you learn on the job um, to get a qualification in whatever trade that may be. So I have apprentices, apprentices, God, (laughs) this has been a long few weeks. (laughs) It's been a long few weeks. Um, And the way I work it is slightly different to how my apprenticeship was. Now, my industry, the hair industry, is renowned for apprentices being horrible. Oh, basically cheap labour, being forced to do all the rubbish jobs. You're treated like crap. Paid pittance and paid pittance. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I was on back in my day. God, I hate that term. Back in my day, absolutely hate that term. Anyway, but. Way back when. <laughs> Not any better. <laughs> Probably earned about £3 an hour. It was £2.10. Oh, yeah. £2.10. Now I think, I can't even remember what I pay my girls. It's like four fifty. Bearing in mind they're usually about 16 years old. But you do get a career out of it. Now, I mine was horrible. You, you was, also, you get a career, but you also get your, like, basic training. Because I assume, do they go to college? Oh, you, oh go, yeah, you get everything. So yeah, they, yeah. your girls do... Is it a day at a college in Bristol? Yeah, somewhere? so we send them to an academy, Reflections yeah. Training Academy in Bristol, and it's fantastic. I went there actually, and they do two days a month, and that's where they get all of their MVQs, and then they do full time work at the salon, and then they also get in house training. Yeah. So part of the apprenticeship is that twenty percent of their time has to be learning. So. And you did an apprenticeship, obviously, coming up through the ranks, learning hair. Yeah. I was full-time college. And I okay. 100% think if I was, say I was going to go back to when I left school and what I had to decide to do, mm. I don't even know if they do it for beauty, but I would 100% go and do an apprenticeship in a salon. Yeah. So I do have um, a bit of a thing about that. So if someone did a full-time, and I'm going to cause, I'm going to ruffle so many feathers now. But it's all right. It's what this is all about. Yeah, We've got different it's opinions. Just, it's just um, free speech over yeah, here, yeah? Yeah, um, Safe environment, trust nest. Uh, but, <laughs> trust nest. <laughs> but if someone uh, did full-time college apprenticeship and then came to my salon and said, right, I'm qualified in hair, can I have a job, please? I wouldn't even interview them. Yeah, because you feel like they haven't learned. They haven't learned client experience. And also at the academies, they teach obviously your MVQs and stuff, but the hair world has developed so much more. I feel like when you do a college apprenticeship, it's like learning to drive in a simulator. Yeah. And then when you. That's a great analogy. Yeah. And then when you go, when you do like a workplace apprenticeship, Mm. that's learning to drive on the road. Yeah. And I think you learn how to deal with a client. Yeah. Not a doll's head. 
Um, I mean, I, I had kn- to be trained up when I when I left. I like so at college they teach you such weird things as well. I get why they do it, but I remember being told I could only wax legs with like I think it was like two wax strips per leg. And it was so like heavy with the wax and it would like just yeah. be messy and horrendous. And obviously they're teaching you to like save on costs and blah, blah, blah. I right. would teach my members of stuff. Obviously, we want to not spend loads, but client needs to be comfortable. Yeah. So if it's like yanking on their skin because there's too much wax and do you know what I mean? I just yeah, yeah, don't yeah. and messy and I it's would also rather... your style, isn't it? I mean, I'm glad that I personally did in-house training um as in in the salon as well as the college because I mean when you're an apprenticeship that going to an academy or a college is like your escape from work and you've got your own friendship group and you're not running around shampooing making tea coffee getting the phone all of that sort of stuff um but at the same time those what I think what people don't realize is, is going and running around getting those teas and coffees and making sure clients are okay is half the battle for when you're qualified yeah because at the end of the day, experience. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all of it. So for me, I had such a horrible apprenticeship. Like, I I was just, it was just very much like, like a lot of salons are, do this, do that, don't say nothing. If there's any attitude, you're out. Um, you know, make me tea, make me coffee, go do this, go do that. Not a please, not a thank you. You know, in apprenticeships, it's hard. It is really hard. But so's being a technician or a stylist. Like, yeah. It doesn't get easier. Yeah. You just get used to it. Yeah, you do. You build and your stamina, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I remember thinking when I was apprenticeship, when I was an apprentice, oh my God, I can't wait to be a stylist so then I don't have to do this, this and this. And then you get to that point and you're like, oh my God, now I understand why they were getting pissed off about that, that and yeah, that. So yeah. there's, there's a lot to it. However... When Martha and I opened the suite, I wanted to make the apprenticeships very different. I don't I don't think it should be like that anymore. I don't think you should be so scared of your boss that you go home and cry every night oh, like no, I that's used to. Horrendous, yeah. Yeah. Like I talked to a couple of, you know, work uh, colleagues about it and they used to go home and cry as well. I was like, yeah. okay, it wasn't just me. Okay. Yeah. And um so now, especially since uh, COVID and stuff, we've actually become more of an educational salon. So at least once a day, one of the apprentices will um, shadow me or shadow a stylist. So I'll say, right, Soph, come over here. Let me show you this contour and all the rest of it. And she will stay with me by my side and watch that all the way through from start to end. Yeah. Because that's such a good way of learning. Now, when I was training... Like, you'd have to go, can I please? What? And obviously when you're 16, yeah. you don't really want to go, oh, I'm going to bother them. And you get different types of people and mm. some people will be brave enough. Like, I imagine you'd probably go, could I come and watch you do that, yeah, please? Yeah. Oh, I was ballsy. But you'd have someone that would stand in the corner and wait to be summoned almost to be like, come and yeah. have a look at this. And if yeah. they didn't, and they would stand in that corner. And that makes me sad. Yeah. I think that you definitely need to encourage them to come yeah. over. And I think that's nice you do I mean, that. I always say to, so I, I don't like... I like a bit of sass, but I don't like attitude. Yeah. So there is a fine line with that. And I call them up on it straight away if and that's the case. And just to put it out there, we all had it. We all had the attitude and the bit oh, of sass yeah, and all of that. Big but time. it's learning when it's appropriate. Yeah. And how to use it. Yeah. That's and that's the hardest thing, I think, because most of the time apprenticeships um are teenagers, right? And they're in the working world. This isn't school. I'm not, I'm not your mum. Yeah. Like this is your career. Yeah. So let's like 
chuck her. I mean, I had a lot of sass and a lot of attitude. And I'm, I've said in another podcast, I was suspended once. Yeah. And that was the best thing that ever happened to me because I came back and I still had that sass, but I knew how to direct it properly yeah. and appropriately and professionally. Um, so I think that's, that's the way, like, so when I say, oh, um, educational salon apprentice, I think there might be some apprentice listening to this and thinking, well, we're, I'm so busy, I don't ever get even the time to even ask someone to let me watch. Yeah. We also have what's called runners. So I have two apprentice, apprentices and then like four, four runners. I oh, think I've amazing. just hired so, another two. So what does your runner so do? So a runner is someone who's not interested in being in our industry, but they are interested in money. So they, so somebody. So usually who, they're schoolgirls. Saturdays or whatever. Saturdays yeah, after school, busy days, holiday yeah. cover, and they are just they shampoo. They do everything that an apprentice does, but I just don't teach them, and they yeah. don't go to college. And I find that that balance is really great because then I can focus on the apprentice. That's a good way of doing it as well because if say you are one of those runners, mm. and you go and sort of dabble in in this industry and go, nah, it's not for me, mm. or the opposite and go actually I love this yeah. I love the vibe I'm interested in becoming a stylist yeah. then they can kind of try before they invest they in do. doing the course I mean their mums their mums usually like it because it gives them experience of working world yeah and we're obviously an all-female team so we're quite an empowering team for a young female yeah so you know I've got one of my girls one of my runners was she would not say boo to a goose and she would go bright red every time you spoke to her and she's just the sweetest girl ever. Has she come out of her shell she's though? She's really come out of her shell. She's a lot more comfortable, you know, because teenagers, a lot of them are on edge and uncomfortable yeah. and stuff. But because we're like older and we we just don't really give a shit, do yeah, we? You know, but you when can, we're at our age. It's nice. You, c you can almost mould someone into yeah. your type of employee. Yeah. And... I'd like to think both of us have extremely high standards within our salon, so yeah. it's a good step. Well, it's a good step for them. For them. The industry. So then they can move on to whatever trade or whatever career they want, and they've had experience of working with, you know, big characters and other women, and they feel strong enough in themselves to do that. So, like when it comes to the apprenticeships, like um, I would say, pick your salon correctly yeah so ask them in the interview process what is the training like here if they say so a lot of time you have a model night so that's where on a wednesday afternoon you get one client in and a stylist teaches all of the juniors at the same time it's madness because this is obviously a lot of extra work for you as well yeah it it, it is now what we found with model nights is that they were all a bit sparse the stylist would get frustrated because she would have to cut off half her day to teach. And it's very much like you give what you've been given, right? Mm. Um, so now I scrapped model nights completely because they weren't working. Yeah. They weren't getting the right training. So now what I do is every other Wednesday, I do a full academy day with just one of my apprentice. So it's one-on-one, -on -one, me and her, with a client or various clients. And they get full on training for that whole day. So they get me for a whole day. That's good. Yeah. And then the next week, it's the next apprentice, you know. So yeah. that's the way we work it. Instead of doing the model nights with my stylist, they're happy for them to be shadowed. So they will call over the girls if they are comfortable and the client's comfortable. They can call over the girls and say, right, this is what you're going to shadow today. So instead of like cutting a stylist day in half because they have to teach a model night yeah. and resenting that. Yeah. 
they can just get on with their day. Because a lot of your girls are self-employed as well, aren't they? Yeah. So I mean, there is that thing, though. You you do give what you have freely been given to you. Yeah, yeah. Because all of those girls were trained. They yeah, all did their someone apprenticeships. someone gave up their time. Yeah. yeah. So, but instead of doing it like in a messy model night, they do shadowing throughout the day. We've got the runners taking care of everything else. Yeah. And then they've got full academy day with myself, as well as going to Bristol Academy twice a month. That's good. That is good. Yeah. But it's very I rare. I want to do an apprenticeship yeah. at your place and I don't even want to do her. <laughs> so but do it is you do, rare. Do you do that for beauty? So we have just hired our very first beauty apprentice. Now this is Martha's bag. Yeah. Because Martha is head of the beauty team. Don't ask me anything to do with beauty because I have no idea. But Martha, she has just hired her own. So what we did with her is instead of, because when you're a hair apprentice, you do a lot of shampooing and that sort of stuff. Instead of her doing that, because we don't need her on the hair floor, she's covering a lot of reception jobs and she shadows Martha and all of her yeah. girls. And I think it's I think it's going all right. I mean, she's done my nails. I've modelled my beautiful old lady hands for her. And, yeah, I mean... See, I, my, we'll my see salon has always been a training salon, mm. but we have just done it slightly differently. So basically I've just, rather than doing like an apprenticeship... I've kind of taken on employees with not as much experience and just given up a lot of my spare time and got oh, no, them up you to scratch. Do, you should do it as apprenticeships. Yeah. Especially so with the grants as yeah, well. And I have really close connections with the college, don't I? Well, quite a few colleges. Mm. So I feel like there is definitely the avenue. So where I find... And also I do a lot of private training. So I've got my advanced training academy mm. and I've been training people for like four years, but that's yeah. external. So that's people that come in, pay for the course and yeah. go off and do what they want to do. They're almost beauty therapists already. That want the additional courses. Because yeah. when you go to college and you learn all your basic like Well, you taught a couple of my girls actually. Yeah, so yeah. like we do the additional courses that like, you know, like brow lamination, new things into the industry, mm-hmm. stuff that we kind of specialise in like lash and brow treatment, stuff like that. We're branching out a little bit more now. Um, actually, the training academy is something I'm really sort of moulding into what I want it to be but I do want to work alongside it with apprenticeships Mm. and I'm very interested in how to work it because obviously I just tattoo faces all day so I literally just do that and if they're not interested in that like they could come and shadow shadow me all day if they wanted to Mm -hmm. Um, so but I have very experiences experienced sorry members of my team that they could shadow doing nails and doing facials yeah. and doing all of that. So actually, and my girls are all so lovely and welcoming. I think an apprentice would slot quite nicely in there. I do mm. have a young member of staff who's at college, but she is employed to be in, on reception. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like those hours that she's you, on reception were so busy while she's being paid to be on reception. There's not really that training yeah. avenue. But Well, this is what we're finding with our apprentice beauty, beauty apprentice, um, so what we have is strictly on Saturdays is when she does her, um, what are they called? Case studies. Yeah. So on a Saturday, we have someone else, like the reception, and she doesn't have to do at all. And she will just do models. Yeah. Like all day. So at least she's getting her 20% yeah. of training, you know, because that's what it is with apprenticeship. You can't just come in and just learn all the time. Yeah, you, there is the other stuff you, you have, have to, to learn work. too. Yeah, definitely. Because obviously that's what you're paying <clears throat> for. Like if we were to charge, actually if we were just, just to have the trainings, it would be thousands and thousands. So that's why they do apprenticeships. So you can work, do all the jobs as well as learn. It's that I think the way I've done it has almost been like 
grooming my staff into being exactly what I want them to be. So now that, because I've always wanted it, that if someone books in, doesn't matter who they get, they're going to get a decent standard of yeah, treatment. Yeah. And like with my you've girls. You've essentially had apprentices, but you've just been paying but them I've just double. been paying them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> essentially, Your girls yeah. have got it good. Yeah. And so it makes me wonder actually whether. You should move on I should to... start doing an apprenticeship here. Oh, and Even if I just had one. And like brought them on through the beauty industry and then they go off and do what they want or potentially if there's well, no Well, this is the thing. So I'm training up two of my girls and I'm going to train them up to, I can't wait. I'm almost excited for them. I plan to train them up to such a good quality standard. And because the environment's been so great for them, they will stay. Yeah. I don't want to do all this training and, and then all of this time and then they just yeah. piss off. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is in their contracts that they, if they, if they finish their training and they leave within a year, they have to pay back all of the training. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they would because at the end of the day, we've created such a lovely environment. And, and uh, both of my girls I've spoken to, my apprentices, they've said that they can't believe that they've got friends in the industry and they're all bitching and moaning. And they're yeah. like, they're, I think they're starting to realise how good they've got it. Yeah. And sometimes it takes people jumping ship to realise that. But luckily your girls have realised already. I'm, yeah. I'm taking on actually, so one of my girls is self-employed and I am I'm taking a big leap. I've never done, well, I say I've never done this. I've done it for my sister. Um, mm -hmm. But I am going to, tra going to train her in, she's basically going to be my apprentice in doing brows. Amazing. And literally, I've I've said to her, like, you're going to have to, because she's self-employed, I was like, you'll have to take time out of your own schedule to watch me, but you're going to have a oh, skill yeah. and you're going to have thousands of pounds worth of training and knowledge, which I've invested, you know, in my education that I'm going to pass on everything to you. Oh, yeah. Just giving her time up for that is amazing. Yeah. So. Like, that's a good deal. Yeah. So, and then obviously she's going to stay. Are you not charging her then? Yeah, she will. She will be charged. She so my um, members of staff get fifty percent off training. Oh, that's good. So my employed staff, I just pay for their training for them. But my self-employed staff, yeah, yeah. they'd get fifty percent off. It's a good deal. Yeah, so she will pay me the fifty percent, and literally, like the amount of knowledge she's going to get from me, you mm -hmm. know, is oh yeah. Endless. I mean, it's, it's, this is the thing, I, and and this is why in apprenticeships, why I prefer in-house over full-time in college because in-house you do over the years pick up like the amount of different techniques I do personally throughout a day yeah because I pick them up throughout the years at, at colleges or academies a lot of the time they have one way and that's the this only is gonna way. sound really awful and I don't mean to, to blow my own trumpet here but mm. I wish that I had a me that I could have learned from yeah do you feel like that like yeah. someone like yourself who you could have learned all mm. the things that you know now. Like I invested thousands. I'm talking like Do in you know two what years, it is? like it's 16 grand. We qualified, both of us qualified in our industries at a time where it was just like, right, foils or semi what you have in. It was bog Microblading standard. Microblading wasn't a thing. Yeah. It was bog standard beauty. Nowadays, that I mean lamination, microblading, yeah. Yeah. balayage, teasy People lights. People never specialised in the beauty industry. So nobody was just like a lash mm. tech or just like a brow person. Yeah. It was like you would be a jack of all trades. Yeah, whereas yeah. that isn't the way anymore. I think mm. people have realised that you'll be a mediocre beautician if you just did a bit of everything. Yeah. But if you specialise in particular areas and that's what you're doing day in, day well, out, it makes quite, you amazing. It's quite good that you and I, being the ages that we are, we could have quite easily just stuck with jack of all trades, you know, foils and just kind or of, whatever. Yeah. But because we have forced ourselves to get that extra training, do those extra researches, whatever it is, we've now can pass on that information to the younger generation. Because 
it's so much easier teaching someone like you probably find this on your courses it's easier teaching someone who's already qualified right yeah because usually you say what one thing to a hairstylist they're gonna do it easily right um with apprenticeships I must admit I get a weird thing about it like I've got um one of my girls who um once I once I teach them something and I see them doing it I get like a little buzz. Oh my God, I love it. Because I'm just like, I oh, literally like doing stalk it. my students' pages and I'm like, oh my God, these brows are amazing. Oh my God, these lashes. Yeah. And literally, so I've just created an individual that. kind of page for my training now. And I went through and I was like, I actually got loads of pictures. And then I've like sort of taken some screenshots of their work and that feeling of like, I taught them that. Yeah. Like from it scratch. Lush, isn't it? Yeah. And I think sometimes, and I know you say that obviously it's easier to teach someone who is in the industry, but sometimes you'll be amazed of like the people that just get it. Like yeah. they're just natural. Well, it's kind of like uh, new drivers, isn't it? So if you're teaching someone who can kind of drive that's in their 30s or whatever, if you're trying to teach them the proper way of driving, it, sometimes that could be harder because they've got so many bad habits. Yeah. Whereas if you teach a you know 16-year-old how to drive, they're going to learn it how you're teaching. Exactly. I mean, there is there is that side of thing. I think... Our, our, for for us in our salon, we're really trying to smash that the the stigma that comes with the apprenticeships of um, hating it. There's a divide between the stylist and the apprentice. Um, there's these cliques going on in the salon. Like mm. we we I mean I got I've got no time for any of that shit. No. And um, yeah, zero tolerance. For no, that. and yeah. everyone's equal. Like, obviously, there are hierarchies mm. in the sense of levels and things like that. Because we've but, worked our way through the hierarchy as well. So we're yeah, not just yeah. sat there going, you can do this and you can do that. We have done that, you know. Yeah, and of I course. Still we've now done do it, that. And we've done it worse off. Well, yeah. I mean, my girls have got a great, like, I know that they're having a great apprenticeship because I went through the shit. Yeah. But I'm not going to start going on about that sort of stuff. They ask me every know, so often yeah, yeah. and I'll say to them about it. They're starting to realise now because they're looking at their fellows who are their own age, who hate where they're working and hate their apprenticeship and feel like they're not learning anything. that makes me so sad though because they could be amazing you know, technicians in whatever field they're in, beauty hair, whatever, mm -hmm. but they have almost had that kind of experience taken away from them because yeah. they've been a glorified dog's body. Well, they either... Which obviously I do get. You have to do the you cleaning. Do have you have to, to do, do all of that. Yeah, yeah. But just even just doing three quarters of that, learning the, the from the bottom up, basically, learning mm -hmm. everything from the business from the bottom up, mm -hmm. but having that snippet of education is that glimmer of you going, Well, that's I love what you're this. there for. Yeah, I yeah. want to learn. And I think... And I agree. That's why I got into training. That's because I just felt like the training that I've done in the past has just not been good mm. enough. Like I've walked away from it feeling really not happy with it. Yeah. I mean, I spent £3,800 on a course. I think I said this before to learn microblading, mm. travelled all the way to London, paid to stay in a hotel. I was on a course with over 10 people with like one trainer. That's yeah. ridiculous to learn how to tattoo someone's face when there's that many people and literally yeah, you're all like, intense. oh my God. And I was, I think it was like a two, maybe three day. I don't even think it was three days, actually. I think it was two days to learn that in that space of time when there's that amount of people. It wasn't yeah. even one-on-one. -on -one. I went away and I was like, I was, I cried and I thought I've spent the most I've ever spent yeah. on a course and I felt really like deflated mm. and it was horrendous. And I thought I never want anyone to feel like that. But as I went through and did more and more courses, it just 
reiterated in my mind of what I wanted to do, like how I wanted my courses to be. I, I literally yeah. want to give everything. Yeah. I want people to walk away, even down to like how to take a photo well, how to market yourself, like everything. I yeah, want them great. to know. So I'm I shocked think, you don't have apprentices. I know. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> like all I of that. Of, well, like I said, I suppose I have had them, but they're just paid yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're paid triple. <laughs> but the reason why you have a lower pay, that's another thing, is that because you are essentially, you have a lower pay, you work on the job because you're getting so much of that yeah, training yeah. that we're then putting the work and the time and the effort into. And then, you know, you have this blossoming great career, right? That's the end goal. Um, so I think... You know, to to the lovely, um, I can't remember who it was who sent it in now, um, but said, can you please talk about apprentices? If you're struggling with your apprenticeship, maybe have a little word with your boss, you know, say say to him, like I always say, I will give you as, as much as you give me, right? So if my girls work hard, I'm going to work hard for them. Yeah. That's just the plain and simple thing of it. Um and if not, maybe maybe the college that you're in isn't the right fit or the salon that you're in isn't the right fit. And that's all right. But don't allow, um, you know, all of those horrible feelings of being rejected or if you feel like you're getting treated like crap or whatever, get out. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Yeah. Really. I mean, I didn't get out. I did stick it out. Um, now I'm in a lovely position where I can actually literally... You know, but you've learned from that. how I want it yeah, to Yeah, you've learned from that experience. So even though it wasn't very nice for you, you've yeah. turned that into a positive thing. And also, thing. I do think as well, as a lot of people say, well, we had to do it. We like, I, Yeah, I had to do it. Trust me, hun. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, you're preaching to the choir here. I had a, yeah, you know, I could do that all day long. But who's that going to benefit? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just because I had to do it like that, why does the next generation have to? I worked at a salon and I was paid pittance at this salon. And I remember I just must have always happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And the employer, like the boss, used to just snap at me about stuff and like... It, everything seemed to be my fault Stressed, if I... Yeah, yeah, just like quite stressy and just used to kind of take it out on me. And I think it just shoots them in the foot because I left there, set up on my own and mm. then created my own business. I wonder if that's why you're maybe, you know, not a snappy person. Yeah, because, because I was you snapped were, at. Yeah. And I, I, I think I did the same. I, I would quite like to think that I'm the opposite of what I was raised up through. Um, because of that, because yeah. it's not nice. No, it's, it's not, not nice. And you're completely right. You do, so to all the apprentices listening to this, you do have to work. Yeah. So you do have to make those And coffees. you are going to have bad days at work. So don't think you've had one yeah. bad day that's been a bit stressful and it's been really yeah. busy. Don't think, right, sod this, I'm going to jack it all in. There yeah. are good days and bad days, no matter what, even in any, you know, in yeah. any job. And we still, like, we get this all the time, a good day mm. and a bad day. But, mm. you know, and sometimes there's a couple of bad days, but then suddenly there's good days. And yeah. as long as you're getting the education that you want yeah you know when you're learning I also that's leave, leave the attitude at the door yeah because if i get a snippet of bad attitude that's a turn off for me mm. i i usually sack them to be honest yeah <laughs> i get, I get <laughs> so them gone throat. i get See them gone later. straight away yeah i'm very lucky i've got two fantastic apprentices and martha's got a great one too but you know it is just yeah I, I would say be prepared to work because it is hard. It doesn't get any easier when you become a stylist. It's just a different type of hard. Yeah. Um, and really, really be a geek. Go up to that stylist or go up to that beauty therapist and go, would you mind if I watched? And nine times out of 10, 
they shouldn't tell you to fuck off yeah. because that's really rude. But they yeah. should, they're probably quite like feel a bit good about themselves. Like, oh, they want to watch what I'm doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have one girl that's too that's just too shy. She doesn't want people watching it, which is absolutely fine. Everyone else in my salon, watch away. Yeah. You know, so I would suggest maybe doing that. If you're struggling with your apprenticeship, go up to a stylist, say, would you mind if I watched? Find if your apprenticeship buddy, so the person that you're training with, see if they can cover the floor. So for all the shampoos and stuff for half an hour and then swap over, you know. Um, but those are the kind of top tips and you will get through it. It is hard. We have all been there. Um, but yeah. Hopefully, I, I think this has been, it's been good information for me. Mm. I've learned from this. And even if it's maybe not an apprentice listening and it's an employer and you're thinking about doing an yeah. apprenticeship, like taking on an apprentice or whatever or running an apprenticeship yeah. through your salon, hopefully they've learned something because I've certainly learned from what yeah. you've said. So, And also the grants are different now. Since COVID, yeah, are, the, yeah. the government want to get the young people into work. So it used to be a £1,000 a assistant. Are you inundated with paperwork? No, the training provider does all of it for me. Amazing. I literally give my signature. But the grants now is uh, 1500 at the start of their apprenticeship and 1500 at the end, so it's 3000 And do you can you do this through a college or is you, this just you can through do a this, private... No, you can do this on your own. Um, however, to I would always recommend do it through a training provider. So for our beauty apprentice, because they need their MVQs, we have a company that comes in house and does the training in-house with them with my hair lot they go to reflections training academy in bristol uh, they are the training provider and they do everything they do health and safety they, they do every oh, it's brilliant i couldn't recommend it enough and i literally just sign it off they give me their school reports yeah i say that with quote marks because yeah they do check back in and the girls know that i know if they're messing around yeah yeah, yeah. um and that's it Oh, this you is know? really good information. Yeah. I've also got a really good friend, actually, whose daughter is just hitting the point where she's going to leave school and she needs to work out what she's doing for college, yeah. apprenticeship, blah, blah, blah. So, I like, that would be great for a parent as well. Yeah, just get get them in-house, as in in a salon, working full-time. Because, as I say, if someone came up to me now, said, oh, I've just done three years at college, I'm qualified in hair, I wouldn't even interview them. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not interested. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And definitely I've had members of staff who've come straight from college and I feel it's like... It's hard work. Yeah, and sometimes and that's the no people's aren't there. And I remember being at college and we all used to say to each other, oh, I don't want to do Mrs. So-and-so, can you do it? Like, just because mm. we couldn't be bothered, not because we didn't want to do that particular yeah. client, we just couldn't be bothered to do a treatment. Well, this is it, and you've got to learn how to adapt to We'd every rather just bunk client. off, go down McDonald's or whatever. <laughs> Whereas if you're in a salon environment... You can't do that. You can't do that. No. And I know a lot of people are more, even though it's you're not on a huge wage, you're earning a little bit of money. And I think yeah. that's an incentive as well, that you've got a little bit of pocket yeah. money whilst you're learning. And One of my girls spent a, a whole week's worth of wages on trainers, which I thought was absurd. Aww. But you know what? She's rocking around that salon. Yeah. Martha didn't like it very much because they are trainers in the workplace. Yeah, she yeah. wasn't too happy about. But I was like, Martha, they're Jordans. Aww. Do you not know how amazing these are? And she saved up for them. So <laughs> bless her. Yeah, yeah, but I, mean, I like that because that shows that she understands the value of hard value work. Value of money. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, she's rocking her. That's her thing, man. Yeah. You know? Why not? So, yeah, that's what I would re that's what I would recommend when it comes to apprenticeships. Um, you can get through it and you will get through it. Um, and they're not entirely all the same but we hope you've enjoyed the episode today um if you'd like to follow us more 
for day-to-day life, you can get me on at Matilda underscore Heather. And I am at emerald.florence. And we shall see you guys in the next ep. Bye. Bye. If you like listening to our podcast today, feel free to subscribe, share, and if you've got something nice to say, leave a review.